If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. What is your favorite board game? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That guy over there, that's Bradley Trainer. He's back. Hello. And he's asking you what your favorite board game is and why. Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Thanks for asking. Well, because I was off all last week and, oh, it just felt good to unplug from the, for the me? world. For me. No, God, no. Okay. Um, no, of course not. <laughs> but one of the, but uh, actually technology, I did not watch TV. Oh, how exciting. I didn't watch any TV That's for a amazing. whole week. Oh, my God. So I bet weird. you got so much reading just done. Just to me. soups jealous. I read a lot. Um, I did a lot of genealogy work. Oh, my God. I'm such a nerd. You I are, don't care. And I love that about you. Uh, I read a book all about the delayed fermentation method. Oh. I mean, you guys, seriously. And that is my favorite method. <laughs> but we also played a lot of board games. Actually, we just played two board games, um, my partner Jamie and I. And one of those board games was Yahtzee. Oh, it's my favorite. And I I had never played Yahtzee before in my life. So I was like... Are you kidding me no, right now? I swear to God, what? I've never played Yahtzee before because I had no I, earthly... I, I'm sorry, I don't know I just, what to do I don't, with this. Yeah. I was I, like... What? You, maybe he's an alien calling. Oh, my gosh. He's been replaced, I, you know. Because I, so. I was like, I don't think I've ever played Yahtzee. And then he like we pulled everything out of the box. And I was like, yep, nope, never played Yahtzee before. I have no clue. And he tried to explain to me how to play this game. And it took me a little while because I was like, I that's can't. so many rules. What? But then once we figured, once I figured out how to play, I could not be stopped. I was like, let's play Yahtzee. Isn't it Do you want to play Yahtzee? It's so fun. So we played like... I mean, we played all week. It was kind of delightful. And um, I I really was excited. I liked it even more than Scrabble, which I have to tell you as like a like word lover. I love to play Scrabble. I was like, we played Scrabble once. And I was like, let's play Yahtzee again. I want to play Yahtzee. I love that you just recently well, discovered you know, Yahtzee. But you know I was why? the same way when I first learned Yahtzee. Because you don't really need to think that much. I mean, you kind of think a little bit, but not really. It's just about well, thinking gotta, in the moment. I also want to just put, I want to offer something to you. Yeah. I, you must have also had a wonderful playing companion. Oh, he was, for the first, like, day, mm-hmm. he just was like, don't, you don't want to do that. You want to do this. Yeah, that's the story of my life. Yeah. Also, my husband thinks that part of Yahtzee is smack talking. Oh. So, like, he actually thinks that that's... How you're supposed to do it. How people play Yahtzee. 
And I'm like, how about we don't do that? How about we just play the game? <laughs> how about we be nice? How about well, we play when I and say we support each other? He in our told choices? me like what to play, what not to play. That was helpful, right? And then and then there was a certain point at which he was like not saying anything, and I was like, oh, now he's playing to win. Yeah, exactly. And, We've changed, now. and he, and he totally, totally, totally uh, played to win and won. So, <laughs> so that I'm happened. fine with it because I just got to play. Like yeah, I didn't even you're care like that all I about process. I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna do this now. <laughs> ooh, look, I got all my fours. I get to. <laughs> it's so exciting. <laughs> we almost played it last night, and then we just got tired. And, Sometimes uh, you can just bed. make things vacation things too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is your favorite board game, and why? why? Um. Let's go to the phones. I think we do have a caller. Uh, I'm going to let Holly get through what she's doing before she tells me who we got on the line. We got Jane. Hi, Jane. Jane, what is your favorite board game and why? My favorite board game is Trivial Pursuit. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. And the reason is because I get to I get to think and I get to think of things I haven't thought of for a long time. It oh. is, you know, like pulling pieces out of all the all the different divisions of my brain. Yeah, and I then like just that. like blowing the dust off and then like shining them up, right? Yes. yes. Thank you That's, for your call. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that because well, you do get to exercise different parts of your your uh, your dusting noggin. memory. You know, um, my husband and I, have I ever told you my Trivial Pursuit story? No. It's so dumb. I don't think you probably have, but I probably I'm going to pretend that my husband haven't. and I were going to play Trivial Pursuit like a long time ago. Uh, and he pulled out the box and I looked at the box and I was like, I can't play that one. And he was like, why not? And I was like, it's the genius version. And he's like, no, nope, that says genius. It. Do you know that about Trivial Pursuit? <laughs> oh, I'm so dumb. So there's a genus version. There's a, they're, they're like. They're all called gene. There's like genus three. There's genus four. There's genus five. Yeah, it's called genus. Oh, I did. I guess I. I've only played the like trivial pursuit in the blue box. Yeah, and it, it. This is like the genus is like the like what, like what level? Not level. It's like what version it is. Oh, okay. So like. It says genus five, and that's the fifth version of. Oh, and you thought it was like genius, genius. like only for like, super smarties. Like in genius five, it was like the smartest people. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, and so it turns really... out you shouldn't have been playing anyway. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you should have been playing outside. But it is fun to play with just one other person, right? Trivial it's, pursuit. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, because because you have much more of a chance of winning. True. You know, four brains against one can yeah. be a difficult place Especially, to be. Especially, you know, when you're not a genius. I uh, always, you know, what my rule for Trivial Pursuit is, what? when in doubt, Paris, France. Oh. Yeah. So if you don't know the answer to a question, Paris, just France. Paris, France. Because sometimes the answer really is Paris, France. And you got to be ready for that. Yeah. Uh, Holly, who else do we have on the line? Let's go to Jack. Hi, Jack. Jack, what is your favorite board game and why? Well, I'm a big fan of Scrabble, and there was a news item uh, within the past month that a woman in Canada scored 350 points with one word. What? How did she do and, that? Well, apparently she had a triple word score, and she had Ys and Xs and whatever. I don't remember the word, but it's, if you Google it, uh, it's in the Guinness Book of World Records huh. now because it ties a person from the United States. Wow. That is fascinating. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you, Jack. Thanks, I gotta Jack. T- I got to say, I'm real bad at Scrabble because I like to make up <laughs> words. 
We, we and then play- try to convince everybody that they're real. Yeah, so there are a lot of people like you in the world. Um, I we played one game, as I said, and it was like I got a really big word and got a lot of points, and was real proud of myself. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, so this is not. You have to think too much. Yeah. No, and you don't want to. That's why. And then you have Yahtzee's to look at your phone. Great. Like, is this a word? And then there are websites now that'll tell you like. XO is not a word or uh, RF is a word. And you're like, okay, so this isn't fun because now it's just like, let's Google right. my word combinations. Right. And then it's dumb. I will say to me, if you like words, one of my other favorite games is Boggle. Yeah. Is that the one with the pop? Yep. And where then you go, Kah-kah. yep. And then like all the letters fall into yes. place. And then you have to time yourself and you make words Out with letters that, that connect. Yeah. I love Boggle. So fun. Love Boggle. And right? I think that's what I thought Yahtzee was, but with numbers. I like I was so confused. <laughs> How many different what... ways can you count? <laughs> I, I got a three and a four. Really? And a five. I, I want to play number boggle with you. <laughs> I think that's the thing, right? <laughs> no. I got a one and a one and a two. And a one and a two and a three. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Who do we have on the phones, Holly? Anybody else? Uh, yeah, a couple more people holding. Let's uh, go to Dawn. <laughs> Hi, Dawn. Dawn, what's your favorite board game and why? Hi. Um, I won't call it a board game, but it's kind of like Yahtzee, but it's it's with a pad and pencils. You know, you got to write your score down. Um, skunk. And it's from when I was a little kid. I'm 73. Yes. So I don't think you can even buy this game anymore, but I did find it on eBay and got it. My grandkids absolutely love to play that game. We had that game when I was growing up. Did you? Oh yeah, my you gosh. shake dice, and on the dice, instead of a one yep. on each dice, or on each die, is a skunk. Yep. Okay, so you shake, you roll your dice, and you can keep rolling forever if you want to. And you set a limit, like 100 points or 500 points or whatever. And whoever gets there first, of course, is the winner. But when you, as you shake, as you roll, if you get a, even if you've got a score, if you get a, if you get one of the dice has a skunk on it, you have to stop rolling and you lose that score. You cannot add that score in. Yes. If you roll your dice and you get two skunks, you lose whatever score you've gotten to that point. I so love it. To zero. Oh, it's that's so, so fun. fun. You're so right. Thank you for your yeah. call. I had totally forgotten about skunk. My um, grandparents always had like a a box of like old games, and there were so many weird ones. I wish right? I, I was furiously trying to Google what they were called because it would be it was like like a box, and it was like a card game, and I don't know, I'm not gonna remember what it was, but there were all always you know tons of games that I had never heard of before, right? And, yeah. Who uh, who who else, who's our last caller, Holly? Nobody. Oh, all gone. Bye. All gone. Oh, Bye. Gone. Also, the the poppy thing. Yep. That game. That's not. Trouble. That was trouble. That's what I was thinking. Oh, of. okay, okay. No, Boggle though does have like it, it comes yeah. in a tray and yep. you like flip it over. You got to like make all the letters mm-hmm. settle and then you got to make words out of them. Popomatic Trouble is a really good game to play in an RV. FYI, because everything stays where it needs to be oh, when you go over bumps. You because could play it's got that little... genus version, Colleen. I know. You? Thank you. I'm a genus. Which when... genus are you? <laughs> Five. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Army Hammer. Oof. What are we going to do with him? We'll decide after this on my talk 1071. Bradley did some uh, light reading over his vacation, including a piece from Vanity Fair about Army Hammerable Lecter, and uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show.
My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hi. And what did you learn about Army? So, um, we, I don't know, did you guys even talk about Army Hammer last Briefly, week at all? But not a whole lot. Well, yeah. There was a piece, or there is a piece currently in Vanity Fair called The Fall of Army Hammer, a family saga, or a family saga of sex, money, drugs, and betrayal. So I was like, I I had seen a report of the report of this story, and I was like, well, I got nothing better to do. I'll read this. Wow. Um, If you were just like into history and like really weird, creepy people and behaviors, Uh, of the rich and famous Um, (laughs) exactly not only stay away from me also (laughs) read this piece in Vanity Fair because it's a really deep dive into the history of his family and his family has got some weird stuff Um, he has like a very you know storied uh, lineage and this piece I, I would say the first half of the piece is all about that and there are some really troubling things in there which feel free to to uh, meander through at your own leisure. But the the part I think most listeners will be interested in is the stuff that Elizabeth Chambers talks about through people in this piece and the stuff about Army Hammer and Elizabeth Chambers and his cheating and his weird cannibalistic stuff and like the things his friends have to say like i think people will will find some of that if you've been following the story very interesting because i think it paints a picture deeper and more uh human than the sort of tabloid like scribbles we've been sort of sifting through okay so explain what you mean when you say the things that elizabeth chambers said through people and like what kinds of things so she said apparently he had an affair with one of his co-stars and she had found evidence of this um okay this is the thing that we talked about like super briefly that uh, a real nasty text that was uh, meant for that person. Well, this is actually her. this is actually separate to that. But yes, Ooh, there was also okay. shortly before their divorce in July, she claimed that uh, she had gotten a raunchy text message from her husband, which was not intended for her. Which is like <laughs> no, it is like rookie mistake right, dude right but i but you know what is so fascinating to me is as i read this because you're like how stupid are you like i'm glad mm-hmm. in the sense that elizabeth chambers found out how dumb you were we've been talking about army hammer and elizabeth chambers in the context of like she probably knew a lot hey it's mike and i'm so excited to tell you about factors delicious ready to eat meals we're all busy and with factor eating fresh never frozen chef crafted meals has never been simpler two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are you'll have over 35 different options to choose from including calorie smart protein plus and keto get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. About his creepy ways and is just now pretending to be like, oh, I didn't know. Because, you know, it doesn't make her look very good, right? right? Otherwise, I don't know about that. After having read this story, I get the impression... Oh, how do I want to put it? Like, you get the impression that she didn't take some things seriously, probably, because a lot of people around him don't take things seriously about him, which is kind of a telling thing about him. Right. What I mean by that is he comes across in this Vanity Fair piece like a really privileged, rich kid. Right, which he is. Exactly. Who does and says things that most people would not be allowed to do and say without real consequences Mm. and real um, consequences. Right. uh, For that. Like, if you and I talked about people and did things to people, uh, the likes of what Army Hammer does, and and now I'm referring to some of the things we've already heard about with his violent sexual Mm -hmm. escapades. Mm -hmm. This is not rib eating and. Yeah, like. Because some some of his friends would be like, well, that's just Army. He just likes to push the button or push the envelope. And it's like, yeah, but the only reason he gets to push the envelope is because he's Army Hammer. Right. Other people don't get to put other people don't get to um, engage people in a dangerous, violent way. Without without the power and privilege of somebody like Army Hammer right. without consequences. Right. Yeah. You know, and you do sort of get that, um, you get that impression from him, even in how the fallout from this has shaken out, right? Like, that entire um, Miss Cayman Island video that he posted when he got to the to the Cayman Islands. Yeah. You don't do something that like doubled down on the stories that were all be, already being told about him. You don't do that unless your entire life you've been told yes to everything. Yeah. Also, I well, wonder if I mean cuz I've been thinking about this too. Like I wonder if if there's a certain mindset of a person who chooses to be involved with an army hammer that says I can put up with a lot of stuff in order to live a life of comfort that he can provide because he is financially gifted. Yeah, I think people probably find themselves trapped in ways that they didn't at first foresee. It is not to blame those people. I think they also didn't realize the lengths to which he would, you know... um, behave right but there is also this family history and this is what i found interesting again go read the piece in vanity fair where there is some violence some sexual stuff in the history of his family that really truly makes connections to the situation he's finding himself in right now which is which is at the very least fascinating and very disturbing as well So the vanity fair piece is worth the read i think so when we come back Mm -hmm. we've got more celebrities behaving badly we call them d-bags we'll tell you about them after this
This is the Colleen and Bradley show. This song just like feels very snowy day to me. Like, you know, it's matching my mood. Perilous Uh, whisper of snow. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Yo! And uh, we've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. We have a name for them, and that name is. D Bag! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag, Bradley? <sighs> okay, so um, this is really TMZ. Oh, nice. But by association, Chris Jenner, because she probably sent the details. Mm-hmm. Or at least she usually does when a Kardashian story shows up on TMZ. Here's the headline for you. And I think you'll be able to do this uh, Sherlock Holmes work. Quote, headline, assets on display amid divorce. I got you back. What? Okay, so what I'm talking about, if you didn't quite get it there, is that Kim K is flexing hard, you guys, <laughs> as she re-enters her single life. Oh, oh my God. Flexing hard. She's okay. flexing her glutes, that is. I got you back. Get it? Because back is mm-hmm. booty. Booty. I am just not, I don't want this you know storyline. Oh. This is that storyline now. We're in the phase where she's working on her single fitness. It's her revenge body. Yes, revenge body. Pew, pew. She's going to be on uh, Khloe Kardashian's second season or yep. third season. I don't even know. Is that show still on? I, who knows? Khloe uh, Kardashian's revenge body. I only want the fitness video if her backside is doing da 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 in your pants. I'm 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 not opposed to it, but all this story is just okay. I need to tell you something really quickly. Yes, okay. So the storyline is super dumb, right? Like she's working on a revenge body, but this is also a thing that I think Chris is making all the Kardashian daughters do, which is um show their workout from behind because last week yep. we shared in our D-bag segment a D-bag. Uh, it was Kylie Jenner, her butt, who. I'm going to find it for you because it's still probably up uh, on the grid. She did a whole entire um, Instagram story of her workout. And the whole time, it really was just her butt. It was her butt working. Oh, I can't find it. Anyway, it was it was take all from behind. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, did I not say TMZ via Chris Jenner? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. again, anytime you see a Kardashian story show up on TMZ, good chance that uh, it was probably mm-hmm. from Chris Jenner, or at the very least, it's in service of this narrative that Chris Jenner would like to put out about. Kim Kardashian and any Kardashian for that matter, but specifically right now, Kim Kardashian, like, oh, she's re-entering the single life. She can't be a hot mess as if she was a hot mess before, like, because that's the thing. Right. That's why I call out TMZ, because it's just lazy. It's like it's like all the dumb tabloid stories about Rebel Wilson and her, you know, um, like her relationships parallel to her body yep. type. Yeah. Like, 
you are allowed to have a certain life when your body achieves certain shape shape yeah which is just it's so weird it's just it's not even weird it's predictable it's totally understandable in the sense that uh tabloids are lazy and they are very averse to telling stories that are in any way mm, thoughtful and right <laughs> well and get ready i mean buckle in because i, I w- what i will be curious to see is how how the tabloids cover kim kardashian as she emerges into like a dating lifestyle but also oh. is the mother of four children because we've never been through this with Kim yet. Ah, good point. Right? Yeah. We we haven't been through dating mom Kim yet. Well, you know it is interesting. The one thing I will say is okay, what do we know? I don't want to take us too off track. Nothing is real and everyone smokes. And where does tabloid bread get buttered? In the kitchen <laughs> by celebrities. <laughs> Celebrities butter the bread of tabloids or tabloid bread. I the analogy is lacking. I hear what you're saying though. Celebrities push out their news that serves them, mm-hmm. which is different than say like what British tabloids, for example, do. Such that you end up with storylines that are just horribly offensive. Um, and you know, think of Meghan Markle, like racist and violent, and mm-hmm. just all these. The narratives are coming from tabloids to the celebrity. Right. Whereas in the United States, very often, and I don't know if this is scientifically, um, you know, uh, provable, but it appears that in the United States, the celebrities are just feeding this stuff directly to the tabloids. So you don't see what you used to see celebrity or tabloids do. Right. Which is you're not seeing. TMZ saying like you better work on that fitness now that you're single or you're not I don't think you're going to see stories about Kim being a bad mom because she's out partying right in the way that maybe you would have 10 15 years ago right so that's I mean so that is that is absolutely true um but what you just said about how celebrity or how tabloids are so lazy in the tropes yeah. that they push yeah it's this is going to be a whole new journey and honestly, it's going to all be sort of developed and pushed by Chris Jenner. So we'll see how what she does. Well, yeah, that means watch for the bottom line, pun intended. Exactly. Yeah. Emphasis on the bottom. Uh, would you like to know who my D-bag is? Yes, please. Oh, Samantha Markle. Oh, I just am sort of in this space <laughs> with... How is she still able to like... Well, I'll tell you. Okay. Because uh, she was like quiet until... Megan did this interview, and now she's like, oh, here's my chance again. Samantha Markle, the half-estranged half-sister of Megan Markle, says Megan's heading for divorce, and Harry's probably already considering it. So she's just rude, is really all it is. Like, she's found an opportunity to be super-duper rude, and she's seizing it. And frankly, Thomas Markle did the exact same thing. And if anybody is listening to this woman's mouth, I'm thinking, I, you're wrong. Well, everybody ignore This is her. the woman that wrote the diary of a pushy, what is it, Princess Pushy? Princess Pushy Pants or something? <laughs> oh. Uh, I mean, no, it's it the diary of Princess Pushy's sister. Yeah, like, uh, what? Yeah. I, you have just told us everything we needed to know. Yeah. And, yeah. The other piece that I find very interesting about both Samantha and um, 
Thomas Markle is that they're still running on this um, theme that Megan, you know, pushed, you know, sort of pushed them, cast them aside and that they want her to like start paying attention. I mean, what I'm saying is they're not building a good case for for Megan to try to mend fences well, with no, them. And also, you've just given everybody reasons why Megan dropped you like yeah. a hot potato. So we're all over here being like, like oh, so okay. Even if she did ghost you, yeah, she's, it sounds like she had good reason to you, because I don't know if you know this, like, nobody needs that toxic relationship in their life. No. And it's totally understandable why somebody may distance themselves from your toxic behavior. Right? Like, I'm Princess just pushy. sitting here looking at that thinking, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. That I makes mean, sense. look, you don't go to the tabloids about your family. And if you do, that tells us a lot about yes, you. Yes, it says everything about her. It says... Not really much about Megan. Now, is Megan perfect? Now, because I, I keep going back to Bradley, what you said before this interview took place, yeah, which was we're going to hear a version of somebody's truth, yeah, or we're going to hear their truth, their truth, yeah. So we're going to hear a version of their truth, and there's another truth that will come out of the palace, and somewhere in the muck of all of that is is the truth, right? Well. And even the truth is going to be, is not necessarily entirely what happened. This is like, this is, uh, this is why these stories capture people's emotions so strongly because everybody can relate to family drama. Yes. And we all have the experience of knowing our truth. And then the person right in front of us has a completely different truth. Yep. And that's what caused it. Like, so we all have seen that before. So yes. we can all relate to what that must feel like. And that's why it's like, that's why I think it's so silly when people are like, well, this person's lying and this person's telling the truth. Like, you've all been through this. Right. Like, that person might not be lying. Now, there are things that, um, you know, I think the palace is different. Like, this experience is totally different because as Megan rightly points out, um, in her interview with Oprah, this is a business. And so there is a vested business interest at work in a way that you do not normally have with like just family dynamics. But I think it's easy for us to all forget that. Right. And just think of like, that's why people end up saying really dumb things because they're trying to put this on the level of their own family. And it's just and not, it's even, not, it's not like, even the same ball game. People, I think people use it to tell stories but at the end of the day, like, this is like no other experience anybody mm-hmm. is going to have mm-hmm. in the world. And thank God for most of us, right? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Mm-mm. But what business does Samantha Markle have talking at all, period, at this point? Well, I don't. I mean. <laughs> we don't think any. It's interesting. It seems like the British press is the only one, are the only ones interested in hearing from her. Which that tells the story too. And yeah. the same goes for Thomas Markle, right? That they're still on this um, Megxit, Megan is the worst, you know, narrative. And so they're listening to these people. Yeah. Th- which, again, I think tells you a lot about the interests of the people mm-hmm. that are, you know, putting her on the air. Because mm-hmm. it's not like. Anybody here is putting her we on the air. We don't care. We do not care. Well, because she seems like she's kind of a hot mess. A little bit. 
Samantha Markle it is. Why are we talking of the side I of the I don't world? know. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, <clears throat> Bradley, you missed last week, very late last week, the announcement that Chonis, which is a publicationship between Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra, are thirsty. Yeah. And they're so thirsty that they uh, decided to announce to everybody that they were announcing the nominees for the Academy Awards. Well, that occurred today. Oh, okay. And while most people are doing analysis about the actual award nominations, <laughs> we're going to analyze their announcement. their announcement of them. We've got a little Chonus bonus when we come back. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Oh, hi. Uh, and uh, Bradley, one of the things you missed on the Colleen and Bradley show last week was Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, we call them Chonas, announcing that they were going to announce the Academy Awards. Uh, shall we have a little Chonas bonus? Let's do it. It's time for a Jonas bonus. Okay, so it happened this morning. Uh, they did the that actual announcement. announcement. The, Not the actual, announcement of the announcement. The announcement of the announcement was last week. It yep. was like late last week. I think it might have even been on Friday. Which, by the way, I heard because my partner oh, is obsessed you? with Nick Jonas. And so I could hear it in the background. Okay, and so what? did you watch it at all? I heard it. Okay, so you haven't actually seen it. And I was like, it. what is he listening to? Why is okay, Priyanka... Okay, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Because I really feel like I need, you don't have to listen to it while we're doing this. Okay. Um, but I do want you to actually see it with your eyeballs. Okay. Because I just think you will have a take on mm, maybe mm, the chemistry mm. betwixt the two of oh. them. You want me to watch the actual yeah, announcement? Here, I'm putting it up for you so you can actually see it or right here. Okay, so. And I'll and I'll give I'll bring everybody up to speak. So it was Thursday that we learned this, um, and it is a it's the two of them. It's a short video that they both tweeted, where they, um, they're in like a living room area, and she's like, you know, tell me that we're announcing the Oscar nominations without telling me that we're announcing the Oscar nominations and he's in the background making a cocktail at a little bar and then is like you're doing it wrong and here's why you're doing it wrong and then he like hands her a cocktail and then they do this she I should say does this like (laughs) really weird fake laugh and it's awkward now first of all Holly pointed out he's doing what make it a cocktail with his booze thank you yeah these these two are thirsty. It's they, it's appropriate that they're making a cocktail because yeah. they're but thirsty. But I'm, su- I'm surprised. I'm trying to look at the brand name on his hoodie to see if it's like like yeah his something. something or another. Okay, so then okay, so then fast forward. So this was announced Thursday. Fast yeah. forward to today, this okay. morning, the two of them are announcing the 
Academy Award nominees. Now, I know Dick that if Pope. you if you want if you want actual analysis on all of the nominees, listen to a different show. Yeah, Lori and Julia, I'm sure we'll have a great roundup. <laughs> we are going to just analyze how they announced it. Okay, so they're like dressed to the nines and it all begins and you know, she's like good morning and she's like actually we're in we're in England, so for us it's afternoon. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. oh thanks so we're for sharing. Look at how fancy you are! <laughs> you, she fancy. is real fancy. Now he looks like a statue, meaning he knows he's there to do a job, and his job is to tell you who's nominated for what, right? So he's just going to deliver the nominees, yeah. and they do it like painfully slow. It's a whole thing. But God, his jacket is really yellow. She's doing this thing where she's trying to like make it casual and fun. Yeah, so, like she's trying to do the like. Yeah, like we're like working a crowd, but there's no crowd. Yeah. Meanwhile, like he's not playing along. Okay, so here's my favorite awkward moment. This happens very early on. Okay. This happens like in the third category that they're announcing, and you're going to hear the category announcement. I think it's for best soundtrack and then and then you're going to hear what happens when she tries to go off script okay <laughs> and now here are the nominees for best original score voted by the academy's music branch defy bloods mank minari news of the world and soul. This is so exciting. So fun. The writer's branch. <laughs> I mean, it's so awkward. That was, he just sounded really stilted too. Like, why is he so uncomfortable? Well, so there, I, you notice this when they do all of them. It's very slow. They take their time. I, I wonder, wonder if they're just getting it in real time. Like, they don't it know could ahead be. of time. Oh, That's that probably it. And so they're processing it. As we are processing like, the information. But he just is like, I am a robot. And but she's see, like, this, this is, is exciting. This We're is being I mean. excited right now. There's exciting happening. So, so exciting. this is what I mean by this whole, like, he's like, I have a job to do. I will read the nominees. And she's like, "No, we're I'm... having fun, right? Are we having fun? And he's like, so much we're fun. We're not doing that. <laughs> we are just reading words. Later, when they go through Best Picture... She is like, like happy clapping for only a couple, which yeah, I like think she's is rude. actually responding. I mean, again, it's so, but this is like the, this is why this moment is so awkward for everyone, right? Because there's no audience, right? Right? Like normally there would be an audience there, and you would have the give and the take. Not not a huge audience, right? Like I think it's just press. That they normally would announce yeah, this in front of, right? Like, yep. like mm-hmm. a small. Actually, and, I don't know. I'm totally making that no, up. No, but, but there I, is an audience. Yeah, yeah, there's usually a press pool mm-hmm. for the Oscar. Because remember the whole Dick Pope thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, and like, um, that allows you, I think, to have a better flow. Whereas this is like, I'm going to react naturally to something that is completely unnatural. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird because. You can see her like it's almost like they didn't have a talk about what their motivation. No, she's was like beforehand. She's, they're having two different performances. Yes. I'm just watching, by the way. It's so funny. He just looks. Also, he just he looks like he's such a little. It's baby. okay. So then you really also see. First of all, they have no chemistry, which is so bizarre. Yeah, well, we've said this about their publicationship, right? Forever. Like, 
that these two were like in it to win it. Yeah. Um, even though like we felt like they were selling us something that wasn't actually. Yeah happening and you guys listen like i give them credit because as, as far as publicationships go they go hard like those you don't see two, any other hollywood couple no, announcing the oscars no so like they're it's working for them but but we're just doing what we do on the colleen and bradley show as team cobra being pop culture detectives going deep who don't in the believe anything about this relationship yeah. they have no chemistry and he you know, I think part like of it is... Like, you wonder what, because the way that they're giving this performance, you're like, what's going on off camera? Okay, so here's part of what I think is actually happening. Not maybe off camera, but in their minds. Like, Nick Jonas wants to be seen as an actor, like right? An actor. Because he's a Joe bro, and he's done some acting, and I, it's so, it's so obvious that for him, that's like his next act. Like, he really wants to be taken seriously as an actor. Meanwhile, she probably needs to be softened a little bit. So she's doing, and because she is a serious actress, like she apparently, we talked about this the other day. Um, when you weren't here, Bradley, um, I have a friend who's in the business oh. who says this. Um, what's the name of her recent film, Holly? Oh. Uh, the oh, geez. Anyway, that it's like one of the best of the year. Like that, it's so great. White, pink, the white tiger. White tiger. Anyway, oh. she she is trying to like loosen well, up a little an, bit. By and nature, she's an actress. He's not right, and so he's trying to be an actor. He's and acting she's just like, like an I'm actor. just going to be an actress yeah, over here. That's what's going on. Ooh, it was so awkward. If you want to know who was actually nominated, listen to somebody else. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is the recent hobby you've picked up? Six five one. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.